Welcome back to Rude Dude. Podcast. I am your host, Henry Sheridan. Nothing clever to say today. With my pal, buddy, old guy, Cameron the Cree Davis. I'm I'm kind of fried, dude. I'm kind of pissed. We just we just spent ten minutes trying to get my computer to work, so I don't have all the enthusiasm right now. <laughs> How you doing, <laughs> bud? <laughs> Dude, it took us what? It took us like what? Fucking ten tries to restarted get, like, it, deleted to files, restart. We had to delete files. <laughs> we couldn't find the trash can. Um, it, it it really got off to a the good start. Files week, are inside the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Went full Zoolander on this thing, dude. Dude, it really was, man. It really was. I'm doing good, man. Uh, beautiful day today. Um, sitting in here, fucking chilling in the Hobbit shed, bro. How are you doing, man? Um, I'm all right. We had some trials and tribulations this week. Um, I also got pulled over today and got a ticket for running the stop sign. But you know what? And I worked late, so I didn't get to go to the gym as protocol would state on podcast Thursday. I'm fucking doing great, bud. I'm stoked on life. All right. Um, well, dude, <laughs> but I am swizzling on a man. black cherry, uh, V8 energy drink. Cause you and JB <laughs> touted them. So I'm waiting for this thing to take hold so I can come back to the world of the living and, uh, have a great time. Well, dude, just be prepared that it's not like a fucking, you know, like a rain or a bang or anything, dude. You're not going to be feeling like this, this zip. It's more of like a clean, kind of energy and it's going to be low and slow all right so um mm, you know, don't like it like taking a bump in the bathroom yeah you're not going to be yeah it. you i might let you guys chat and fucking run upstairs and grab another three or four you know what i mean and really get this party started straight up dude straight up <laughs> well dude you got a fucking ticket yeah it was uh you doing running stop signs well it was it was worse than that Okay. I don't even want to say it. Somebody, somebody's at the stop sign, just not going. There was like no traffic, and they were just not going. So I went ahead and did an evasive mover and fucking went around them, just skirted out into the road. Well, there was a cop directly behind me, uh, <laughs> waiting but at the stop sign behind me. Apparently, he wasn't a big fan. This was uh, this was Kingwood, West Virginia, small town. He wasn't a big fan. So no, I told him I was like sorry, uh, I'm late to pick up my stepdaughter. That was a lie, and um, got off work late, and I was just I'm sorry that was an asshole move. And he was like, yeah, it was. And so yeah, he wrote me up for running a stop sign. He's like, I could write you yeah. up for a lot more, but we'll just give you a stop sign. I'm like, cool. Dude, why do they always gotta fucking say that stupid ass shit? I'm doing like, you like, a like, favor like, with this ticket. Yeah, be like I could have, I could have put you in the slammer. I could have put this. you under the jail, pal. 
<laughs> you, uh, you know what? I, I can tell you're not from out here, buddy. You, you, you must be one of them here, California boys. That's you a California driver. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> no, it wasn't the Raptor, actually. It was the work truck. Oh, man. Well... Well, I'm glad I had a better day than that, dude. Um, that doesn't sound like too much fucking fun. I Knock on wood, dude. I haven't gotten a fucking ticket in fucking a trillion years because I don't drive like a fucking asshole, unlike mm. somebody I know. Yeah. You didn't see the cop in your rearview mirror? Dude, I was in a hurry. I No, I just... I <laughs> dude, that's fucking awesome, dude. You have to laugh at that, right? <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude. Was, I mean, I like, you got me. My bad. That was illegal and stupid yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. reckless. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Silver lining. Silver lining, though, right? Hey, at least it wasn't like, hey, I was hammered and I made that decision and then you're in jail, right? Okay. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll digest that one and take it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but it's all good, dude. It's all good. Well, before the so, feature of the program, my man, uh, you got a little housekeeping to do? I do, dude. I housekeeping! Was, uh, <laughs> housekeeping, you want me for a pillow? <laughs> um, dude, I, I was listening back to the Fun Lunch episode, and if you haven't listened to that, you should listen to it. It's just Hen and I bullshitting about gratitude and all kinds of random just other shit. Cameron berating his wife. Yeah, and, and I and I kind of came across, dude. Like, I like like I was like I'm this calm, steady hand, and my wife is a fucking loon who who freaks out about everything. Um, I just want to make one thing clear. I want to apologize to Ashley because I painted kind of a bad picture uh, of her. Um, she's actually um, the calm and collective one in this relationship. I am the one that usually freaks out. So that occurrence with the transmission. Um, with me being relatively calm and just kind of not giving a shit, um, is very rare around here, dude. I, I, I like to compare myself to like chicken little, like the sky's fucking falling every five seconds for me. So, um, well, and having your transmission blow up is pretty traumatic. She was rightfully probably a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't right of me to fucking sit there and pretend like, Hey, it's, it's, you know, you're not allowed to have emotions. Some so I want to apologize. God, Zen master. That's right, dude. I am the Dalai Lama, bro. Um, so I fucking, um, I, I just want to apologize to Ash. She is the best, an angel and a saint. And um, if you guys don't think that, then you can suck my fucking cock, dude, because it is the truth. Um, and that was what I wanted to, um, I wanted to get at before we started. Um, and man. this week, this week is a very, very cool week um, because. Um, we have a guest this week, um, hey a mutual, a mutual friend of ours, um, a very, very long friend of mine. Um, I, I think I've known Brian since I was like six. Um, and he is going to share his, uh, experience, strength and hope with us, um, about, uh, getting over some, some trifling shit. Um, so how you doing, Brian? I'm doing really good. My man, what's up, Shandle? Better known as Shandle by most. Um, I was thinking every time I see you or think about you, the first thing I think about is I want to take a shower with Chad Bauer. (laughs) It's just one of the greatest rap lines that my generation has ever heard. (laughs) From the one, the only... Oh, 
Jesus yeah. Christ. This what the fuck we're doing, bud? This what we're doing today, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I've just never seen bars like that before. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hot, hot flames. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> Give me a beat. Oh, that's know? fantastic, dude. I forgot about that. <laughs> it lives rent-free in my head, but so I, I used to get real drunk you. and high <laughs> and freestyle a lot, so yeah. Weird things were bound to happen. Uh, but we did have fun. You almost got me killed in Venice. I will never forget that either. Oh God. Ooh, we might have to get into that, bro. That's probably the wildest story that ever. It'd be interesting to hear your version of it because I have a version too. Obviously, yeah. uh, should we just jump right into that? I guess I don't mind. Uh, you know we'll do that later. Yeah, yeah. No, before we get into to that story, <laughs> um, um, let's let's we're let's, off the fucking go, rails already. <laughs> We are off the fucking rails. Let's get to um, just a little bit of background about Brian because, dude, there's a trillion stories, bro. I had the ghetto bird flying over my house today, dude, and I instantly thought about us fucking destroying fucking cars down by the cemetery and all that. Like, 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 dude, there's there's a trillion of them. So, um, he's an extreme fucking fuck. soccer legend and uh, good ass looking dude. So, anyway, we were in Venice, right? <laughs> <laughs> He had the fucking no, coolest hair in high school, and all the chicks fucking wanted to fucking suck his dick. Fucking right, dude. dude. That's pretty. Dude, that, that sums was, it up, dude. That really does, dude. I don't even know what he's doing here. You can leave now, dude. <laughs> um, but um, Shandel, why don't you uh, why don't you just give us a quick little fucking rundown about where you came from and all that jazz? Well, I'll start with where I am today because I have been in a few meetings. I've chaired a couple, so I think it's important to start with how my life is today because. I have such a good life today, and that was just not the way it was a long time ago. But oh yeah, like I mean, I run every day. I play soccer two days a week. Like my physical health is probably better than it's been since I was like seventeen, eighteen. You know, I I have a beautiful family. I have the perfect wife, the perfect children. Like I have beautiful, good-looking children too. Yeah. I mean, I have a great relationship with Jesus. Like, you know, like daily, I'm trying to improve myself. Like this year, my birthday's in a couple of days, and the only thing that hey. I have like a book list. You know what I mean? Like, I fuck all the superficial everything. Like, I just have a book list of shit that books I want <laughs> because, like, my next stage of life is just gonna be building a business and you know building a fortune for my family. So. But, yeah, I mean, I can't, um, I'm just so blessed and lucky to be where I'm at today. I mean, it, from where I've been, really. So. A little bit yeah, of luck a and a lot of hard today. work, right? Yeah. It, yeah, it is a lot of hard work. There's no, no getting around it, because when you're in the drug life and you're addicted to heroin and meth and anything you can get your hands on, like, it takes such a drastic change to go from doing that every day to like not doing that every day yeah. you know like yeah. you lose yourself you lose your family you lose your money you lose your self-respect your dignity like that shit doesn't come back overnight 
You know what I mean? It takes years yeah. of building your self-confidence back up and believing you're a good person again for, you know, before you can feel good about yourself. And that's why NA and AA is so great is because it makes you unload your, you know, all your skeletons and talk about them. And for us, it's the only way of dealing with shit is just to numb it out for so long. But 100%. I mean, I owe yeah. my life today to my family, to Jamie's family, like to the love I have with Jesus. And it's just like, I could have never imagined that I would be where I am today, you know? So you kind of delved into, you know, heroin and meth and all that shit. Um, what do you think got you started into that? Cause I kind of remember, cause like I said in the beginning, me and you have been friends a long fucking time, bro. Like, like for, for, for a little background story, like Brian and I lived three houses down from each other. Right. Like, yeah. So like, um, that was, we, 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 we'd skate, we'd play soccer, we'd shoot paintballs or driving cars. We'd fucking, we'd blow up mailboxes. I mean, we, we used to do it all daily. daily. I mean, just, just chaos shit. Um, things that teenagers do, right, too, and during that time. Um, but I remember we started, like, smoking weed together and shit, right? Yeah. Um, and it was oxys, yeah? And when, when did that start? My addiction came from my ego that I had. I had this huge ego, but and underneath that, I have this incredibly low self-esteem. Like, Dude. low self-worth, you know what I mean? Like, here I am, I'm the hot shit, you know? Like, but... Underneath all that, I'm broken. Like, man, isn't wild. that wild how that works? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's I so many that. people too. Yeah, <laughs> so many people are right in here that right now. Like, <laughs> but yeah, the the drugs just gave me an escape. It's not. I don't have to be. I don't have to hate myself because I'm high. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's where my addiction came from. My I probably have like deep rooted abandonment issues from my mom who killed herself when I was a small baby. Like that kind of something that I just pushed down my whole childhood. It's like it didn't affect me. I was a baby. How could it affect me when I was a baby? I'm an, I have a good life. I have a good stepmom. You know, I have a loving family. You know, like what? What I feel sorry for myself because my mom died when I was a baby. Like I just tried to push that down my whole life when. Really, it gave me a feeling of, like, abandonment, you know? Like, I never felt... I always felt like the people I love could just disappear, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that that's where it all my addiction came from, for sure, 100%. Self-awareness is, like, part of that coming out of that fog is, you know, being able to see all this stuff so clearly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I love the point you made, too, because I think that's... A really important thing and an interesting thing uh, to to talk about and think about is like everyone's trauma is different, and there's like big T trauma and little T like and obviously your mom losing your mom is a huge thing, but like you said, um, you know you weren't really like cognizant of it at the time, but still th- these things affect us in ways that we don't really that it's not really like tangible or we don't really realize until a long time later. Like I have some things like that, not, not that severe, but stuff that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it, it's something that's like pulling on you and it takes a lot of work and understanding and self-awareness, like you said, to uh, figure that out. So I think that's really important because I think a lot of people downplay 
their trauma and say, oh, I'm not that bad or worse things happen to other people. But it doesn't, it's not like a comparison. It's not, it's not a competition. Like whatever happened to you that happened to you, um, could have screwed you up. And there's a lot of stuff that I think affects us more than we realize. Right. Yeah, dude. And that's like the beauty of the fucking steps though. Right. Like, cause like that type of shit, um, just kind of sits there underneath the surface for like ever. Right. And, and until we can kind of like come out of that fucking fog and put in the work, like you never really realize how something, and this is like you just said with Brian with like, you know, Hey, I never got to meet my biological mother, right? As an example, right? Like that to some people would be like, well, well, dude, what, what would it matter? You know what I mean? Like, like, like you were so young. Um, but dude, when I was doing the fucking steps, like, dude, there was, there was a bunch of shit that like, dude, like that I wouldn't even tell, you know, you Henry or, or you Shandle the things that had happened to me, right. In my life that, um, that I forgot about. But, but it was, it was, it was there, right? That's the point I'm trying to make is that it was there and it was a part of that reason why I was who I was, you know, almost six years ago. Um, so yeah, you can't, you can't ever negate that type of shit, bro, because that's what makes us who we are and that's what eventually leads us to where we were, right? Um, do you have a question for him, Henry? Um, what, so what do you... When or how did you become? When and how did you become aware that, um, you know, your mom, the the situation with your mom affected you more than you had realized? Uh, only when I in the in the rooms. <laughs> yeah. I, I I put I didn't want to deal with that for a long time, but I think you know just talk being able to talk about it a little bit, you know, because I was so like sensitive to my my family's feelings when I was young and I knew that asking a lot of questions about my mom first off was hard on my dad because he has a lot of trauma from that situation also and also I was worried about hurting my stepmother's feelings you know oh man like making her think like oh you're you're not you're not doing a good enough job or stuff like that so I never talked about it when I was a kid and just being able to talk about it in the in the NA and AA rooms because there's no difference to me between the two uh, yeah, just, you know, was everything for me. Yeah, so to to me too. But I'm certified. If anyone's wondering, I'm a certified drug addict for 10, 15 years. I was a hardcore heroin, oxycons, everything I could get my hands on. I went. I I wasn't huge on needles. Like I just didn't like poking myself because it was fucking miserable. But I mean, I I did it all, shooting up everything I could get my hands on. You know, I used to get those big, like, um, God, what are they called? Um, the, the people use them for wax. They're like those, uh, they got, like, metal on the end, you know, and they, it's got, like, a bubbler on it. It's like a... Like a dabber? Yeah, like a huge, I got used to get, like, thousand dollar ones. They were just gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> like, broke them, like, every month. <laughs> Jesus. You know, just, like, pass it out. Oh, no. <laughs> But like yeah, I, I mean I've been to jail for all sorts of drug selling charges, different counties. So like, I'm definitely certified drug addict. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, be, I, I believe. Like I'm happy today. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, there's one thing before before we get off. Like what you said about your mom, I just realized like, and and it's very insightful on your part. But I think maybe the more traumatic thing to a young kid. Than like losing your mom was this feeling of like, uh, 
okay, I guess I'm not supposed to talk about it. I'm curious about it. I have questions about it, but I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings. My dad's sad about it. And like all, I think all that part for, for a young child would be even harder. Like, I don't fucking understand this. I want to ask questions, but I guess I'm not supposed to. Like that would be the part that is like really tough and confusing for a child, I would think. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're very right. And this, when we were talking about a second ago, it's like I have this quote that I love. Um, if everybody came together and threw all their trauma in a big pile, you would grab yours back and run home, thanking Jesus Christ that you only got dealt what you got dealt. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I dropped that. It wasn't trauma. I said problems, but yeah, I dropped the same uh, quote like three episodes ago. It's a it's a good uh, yeah. one, dude. It's true, dude. It's um, very true. So, dude, I I remember these times, right? And and I can vouch for this, bro. And this is and I hope you're comfortable with me saying this. Like, like, like when I was when I was in active addiction. Um, so were you, right? This is the same time. I mean, I mean, Henry was running at this time. We were all running. Like this is all the same time frame. Um, and I remember seeing you, dude. And 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 it it by no means, um, you know, is that a fucking exaggeration, bro? Like like I remember you getting locked up a bunch. Um, I remember, um, you know, seeing you just fucking, you know, just passed out, right? And 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 just and just wild shit. Um, what um. I guess this is hard to ask. You had a you had a couple ODs, yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, probably. God, maybe a ten times. Yeah. <laughs> so Narcan saved my life at least ten times. I would say. God uh, damn. One time was was so bad because I was I was had been alone for so long because usually I would OD around people, but one time I did it and no one was around and I was like OD'd for a long time and they some of my organs shut down like uh, I was in the hospital for a couple of days but I, yeah that was right I think that was a, right before I started getting my shit together but I lost I, mean, a, I lost a friend that way because no one was around to find him for yeah. like eight or ten hours and he is no longer with us So, yeah, besides those uh, standard duty, light duty ODs where you got Narcan right away, that one is fucking serious, dude, and you really are lucky to be here. I, I, it's hard to explain, but I remember feeling like a part of me was dead inside. And it took, like, because I went to Salvation Army for the six-month program, and I remember being, like, two months into that program before I felt, like... All my insides were alive again. It was it was a trip. <laughs> Dude, after we break this next clip, we will surpass Rogan. What happened when you died? Did you see the light? Did you meet God? Did you meet the devil? What fucking happened, dude? Did you have an NDE? No. So when you overdose on heroin, you just you go straight you to nothing. Make good. something <laughs> up so we is. go viral, please. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> dude, I have, a, I have a question. I have a question. So, so, dude, you Henry is right about this. Like, dude, you got to count your lucky fucking stars, right? Like, like there, there's there's people dying left and right right now. Now, I don't think 
can correct me if I'm wrong with this because I wasn't I, no, I wasn't a heroin user, right? Um, was fentanyl around during this time? No. no? Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you would have? Here's my question: Do you think you would have made it if you were if you were still running and gunning right now with with the fentanyl shit going around? I mean, I I don't think. I mean, I'm sure fentanyl is strong, but I, I'm pretty sure that heroin is just as strong. It's so. not. <laughs> no. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I probably would have been using it if I was still in addiction, yeah. so. I mean, part of my reason why my life is so good today is because I daily go through the things that I am grateful for. Hey. Jesus, you know? Gratitude <laughs> list. You, for, you, start for, you start to forget those things, and you're just, you know, four steps away from being right back where you were. One and fucking I have such step a away. healthy fear of that. I have such a healthy fear of like prison because I've been there, man. I, it's terrifying. Anybody that says prison and jail is, you know, not that bad is lying or hasn't been to the ones I've been to. Uh, that healthy fear is, is good, dude. Absolutely. We got to remember where we came from. I, dude, I'm loving everything you're saying because it's so true. It's so easy to forget. And sometimes our little addict brain wants to tell us, eh, maybe you're not an addict. Maybe you could try it again. Maybe you can control it this time. Maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll be better. Fucking lies every time. Never works out. Always a bad time. So... So that's a fucking that's a trip though, dude. Um, so what um, what ended up being your bottom, bro? Was it that was it that final OD, or was it was it something else, or was it just a multitude of all of it, and it, and you just kind of woke up? Because I like to believe that that a switch kind of flips, right? For everybody who gets sober, everybody I've talked to at least, like that bottom hits, and somehow you just like kind of wake up. Right? Sometimes people ask like, a question and then they just like let people answer it. Dude, I'm terrible at it, bro. God damn it. <laughs> uh, objection, Your Honor, leading the witness. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude. Uh, my bottom, like a lot of people's bottoms are different, but you would think maybe jail or being homeless or, you know, the needles and all that. No, my bottom was being on drugs while my daughter was alive. Like that broke me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I have a child that I am supposed to be <laughs> everything for, and I am a fucking drug addict. Like, that was my bottom. <laughs> that's fucking beautiful, though. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's some, that's some powerful shit, dude. And it, and you just, and that was just the catalyst. You just kind of, what, what, one day you were just fucked up and, and then just kind of like woke up one day. Yeah. So the the long OD and then the six month um, Salvation Army rehab was not the end of your using. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. My daughter's six years old now, and uh, I mean, I I haven't touched anything since she was of five months, I think. So. Dude, I, I have a question because I hear the Salvation Army's fucking a rough program, bro. Yeah, what I've was heard that. what was what was that like? I mean, that's a that's like you can't fake that one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> People that are ready to get off drugs do well at Salvation Army. They do great. People that are trying to do it for the courts or do it for any other reason other than they are incredibly tired of being a piece of shit. 
fail at Salvation Army because you're up at five o'clock in the morning every day. You work five days a week. You get to spend time with, if you're good, you get to spend time with the people you love on the weekends. So you, it, it, it brings you back to reality. Like this is real life, you know? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the Salvation Army. Uh, that I love that program to the till it die. I'll always have good things to say about that place. Unfortunately, the Sacramento ARC closed down. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you got to go to Oakland now Bummer. if you want to go to the Salvation Army in Sacramento. They have a women's program in Chico and a men's program in like Oakland. Fuck, dude. What's going on? Is this, that's a fucking tragedy, dude. Yeah, there's yeah. certainly not any less addicts in Sacramento. I fucking guarantee that. Yeah, dude, you can see them walking the streets 24-7, man. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, that is a... Uh, that's sad. And see, that, that's, the type, that's the type of shit, dude, that pisses me off. If I'm just going to go off on a small tangent here, like... Do it. Like, bro, you have, an estab- you have a fucking establishment like that that's been around that long that has saved... God knows how many fucking lives and, and, and you're just going to let that fizzle away because what we got to fucking worry about the fucking, um, whatever the hell else that this state wants to fucking worry about. Um, like that dude, that's a fucking tragedy, dude. Well, um, and, and, and they and, never want to fucking nip it at the bud. Like, Oh, let's just put these drug addicts in jail, but let's not fucking rehabilitate them or teach them or help them. You know what I mean? Have these pro let's not have the Salvation Army anymore. We got a rampant drug problem, but we better better not help the Salvation Army stay open to help them. No, dude, no. We gotta we gotta go lobby for some other shit. Like we gotta save the the, the banana slugs out in in some fucking ecosystem or something, which I'm all for fucking taking care of fucking animals and shit, but but dude, this is a this is a fucking problem, dude. Like people are dying in the streets. Dying in the streets, yeah. and and you're gonna take one less thing away, dude. And 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 like I said, without that place, um, Brian's not sitting here next to me, right? Odds are, odds are. Um, so that's like, dude, dude, that just that just fucking pisses me off, dude. I I get really mad, and I think it might be just my my core resentments from not being able to get into rehab myself. You know what I mean? Like I just it just when people can't get the fucking help, and there's not enough resources for them to get the help. Um, it rubs me the wrong fucking way. Um, well, dude, I think I think that's fucking fantastic, man. I think it was short and sweet. Um, I think it was, um, you know, it was powerful, dude. You have a lot of insight, um, a lot of wisdom, kind of. You know what I mean, dude? Um, yeah, you can tell he's seemed, done some work. Yeah, you've done some work, right? You've done some soul searching because, dude, where you were from where you were back in those days to where you are now, dude, not even the same fucking person, dude. Not even the same person. Uh, one thing that, like, I'm really into science and stuff probably because of my wife, Jamie. She's, like, super into all the medical science and all this, but our bodies actually rejuvenate every single cell in your body within a year's time. You are not the same person you were last year, physically and biologically. Like that, one, that's the kind of stuff I just love too. It's like, you can improve yourself every day. You don't have to be who you were. Like, word. Amen to that. Amen to that, dude. And now, Henry, do you have something to say? Well, I was just, um, I, I actually shared this memory. I don't know if you saw it of this quote that I read that said. Um, uh, don't, don't let people say that you've changed, uh, be, or like put you down for changing when you 
like leave an old ideal you had because you grew and it's okay to realize you were wrong or form a new opinion, something like that, where it's like, oh, you used to say this or that. Well, motherfucker, I was wrong. And now I learn and fucking (laughs) I don't think that anymore. So deal with it. (laughs) The fuck? Yeah, dude, dude. I think that's I think that's great. I saw that, dude. You you like reshared it today, um, and and it's true, right? Like like, if you're gonna chastise somebody for being like, hey, well, I I heard you say that fucking three years ago. Well, yeah, dude, I'm not that same fucking person I was three years ago. Yeah. I've changed, right? Not growing and, think, and think, not changing is the fucking crime to me. I, I, our responsibility as adults. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. It's it, it it's our responsibility as human beings too, dude. To to see where we're where we're having our mishaps and where we can be better, um, and and obviously getting sober and being fucking parents and having goals and and doing the next right thing is 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 the greatest example of that in my opinion, um, dude. Since we've since we've since we've kind of gone on the diatribe, you're now so you you haven't you haven't touched heroin or meth in what five years five and a half years. Dude, congratulations, dude. That's fucking oh, awesome, yeah. bro. Wait, before we leave this little stop, I want to read this because I butchered it. Just because you did something wrong in the past doesn't mean you can't advocate against it now. It doesn't make you a hypocrite. You grew. Don't let people use your past to invalidate your current mindset. Growth, a concept. Embrace it. Yep. That's fucking heat, dude. And that's what we're about. Yeah, dude, that is he, dude. And you want to know why it's heat? Because I wrote it myself. That's a Cameron <laughs> exclusive, dude. <laughs> dude, I gotta hear about this fucking. I gotta. We'll, we'll get out of the heavy stuff now, dude. Unless you want to say anything else about recovery. Uh, okay, okay. What's this fucking story about him almost getting you killed in Venice? What the fuck is this? Okay, I'll tell my perspective. First, and then right. we'll let Henry have a rebuttal. <laughs> so I've been telling but, this story for 15 years, so I'm really in- interested to hear someone else say it. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, we had been drinking and we were underage, so if my memory is cloudy, just fill me in. But you were talking to some girls in Venice. It was probably like 11:30 at night. We were like the only people I could see in this entire, you know, alleyway or this big corridor. You're talking to some Italian girls, and Sounds they thought right. it would be funny to have you say something like in Italian, <laughs> and you said that something very loud, <laughs> and it was something like very degrading to like Italian men. And <laughs> for some reason, unbeknownst to us, there's like 30 guys on this alley that we couldn't see somehow. Dude, and they immediately come out with. Bottles. Rappel and down the knives. sides they of buildings, pop, fucking pop out of the 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 fucking porta potties. Like this, and they're Dude, coming at us yeah. like this. Yeah, and I'm staring. I'm just standing there, pointing at fucking Henry, like this motherfucker is the one. I'm not dying for you, Henry. Dude, all right. But well, I was like, <laughs> first of all, I'm super stoked to have met someone whose memory is worse than mine. So that's sick. <laughs> But uh, here's the story. So, well, I was in it too, so I remember. So we're in, we're like in this square, and we're drinking and stuff. And so I go to try to use a porta potty. I open the door, and there's a guy in there, and I'm like, oh shit! And I close the door, whatever. Well, the guy comes out, and he's pissed, 
and he's speaking Italian. I'm speaking English. He's like, and I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know. My bad. Like, I just, it's not a big deal, whatever. And we don't know what we're saying. And then we kind of whatever fizzle out. And I go back around the corner and there's this other group from like New York there. And I'm, we're talking, I'm talking to them and I tell them what happened. And yeah, some girl goes, um, the worst thing you can say to an Italian is I fucked your sister. And it's, Alabalolo, whatever the fuck it was, right? So my dumb, drunk, 17-year-old fucking ass walks back around the corner and goes, Abalololo! And dude, this was a fucking movie scene, bro. They rappel down the sides of building. They pop out of the porta potty They fucking come out of the sewer and shit, bro. And literally flipping out butterfly knives, smashing bottles to fucking have a jagged edge, bro. It was... The craziest shit. They came out the woodworks like the ugly American said the forbidden phrase and they were fucking pissed, bro. Dude, dude, dude. First off, before I even get into this, dude, because I had the visual of fucking random Italians popping out of the fucking clown cars and shit with fucking <laughs> random weapons, dude. It's out of control, but dude, dude, you're Italian. Bada bada beachy, bada bada beachy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> beachy. Yeah, hey, dude. You're I don't about mean to people. be disrespectful like to that. any Italians, and no Italians <laughs> were harmed in the making of this story. But I literally just don't know the words at all. So, Cameron knows me, right, Henry? Like, I'm not someone that shies away from a fight. That's like, true. typically, I'm down to like protect me and my friends and stuff like that. I almost pissed my pants, dude. <laughs> That's how terrified. Well, I, I they came out of nowhere, dude. It looked like he was just saying this to a big open square of nobody. And like apparently this guy like went around the corner and was talking to like 20 of his friends or something cuz they came out of nowhere and dude, all of a sudden there's 10, 15 dudes. I'm so glad that that was your recollection. At us in Italian. <laughs> I'm so glad that that was your recollection because, to me, the craziest part of that story was, uh, dude, they just swarmed, bro. And so I think Sean Scollard and you were like, what's up, motherfuckers, you know, a little bit. And I was like, yeah, as soon as some people started, like, holding me back, I was pretending to be tough, but I was fucking scared as fuck, dude. And a bunch of people, like, pushed me back into the hotel. It was like a group. Dude, the fucking cops came. Uh, I was, like, upstairs in my room with uh, uh, Pizarro, scared to fucking death. And the our, our tour guide and the teacher that ran it was down there convincing the police not to take me to jail for saying the forbidden phrase. Um, <laughs> my mom was there. Dude, the bad part, this was like my mom was there and everybody made her feel like shit. I was like the worst person ever. Um, It it was like put a big, yeah, very fucking funny. Sorry, Deb. Um, Yeah, it was was rough, dude. It it was uh, pretty, it was pretty wild. It was a whole situation. Dude, dude, they're going to lock you up for saying the forbidden fucking phrase in Italy, dude. (laughs) Fuck yeah, ugly Americans, dude. They can do whatever they want. They'd probably throw me under the jail and wouldn't be anything anybody could do to get me out. Dude, I heard a lot of wild things went on during that trip. Listen, this is George W. Bush time. They did not fucking like us, okay? That's true, actually, dude. That's true, dude. That's true. Fool me once. uh, You're not going to fool me again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bomb you. 
Oh fuck, dude, dude, that's awesome. I, I mean, the visual of that I'm imagining in my mind, listening to that dude, a fucking rogue Italian hopping out of every window and around corners and shit, dude, is the funniest shit ever, dude. I haven't laughed like that in a while. That's fucking yeah. hilarious, dude. It was intense. That me and Shandle woke up with the beer shits every morning. We were just getting faded every night, and then driving sixteen hours in a bus all day long, just yeah. feeling just like shit. Out on the window. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good time though. Oh man, I wish I wouldn't have drank in quite so much. Maybe so I would remember it a little better. And the saddest thing ever is my camera that I had bought for the trip with like all this space for like five thousand pictures with all the pictures of my whole trip got stolen like two days before we left. That's Bro, you sit oh. down and you set your stuff down next to you, and you're like you know doing something, and then you go to grab it and it's fucking gone. And there's just like people everywhere. Like you're not fighting it. Like, dude, that's how fast you get pickpocketed or stolen from over there. Yeah, dude, I hear that. I hear they're like next level kleptos over there, dude. You're oh a, yeah, dude, you dude. gotta have like your money and your passport and like the wallet, neck wallet chain, like under your yeah. fucking under your uh, like glued to shirt. your chest pubes and shit, dude. <laughs> Dude, how about how about uh, the eternal search to find real absinthe with the wormwood in it so we could hallucinate? Dude, the funniest thing was when we came back through immigration, they were like, do you have anything in your bag? I was like, yeah, I got a couple bottles of absinthe. They're like, okay, cool, you can keep it, come through. Like, a couple people <laughs> behind me were like, uh, nope, nothing's in my bag, just go ahead and scan that. <laughs> like, sir, what is this? <laughs> it from them. <laughs> It's fucking awesome, dude. Dude, dude. So now that I'm sitting here, all these stories are coming back to my fucking mind, dude. Dude, Chandel, I don't think you're gonna remember this, but there was an evening where you took Henry and I to Stephen Day's house, oh. and we got and we got lost in his house. And, and 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 you were involved, dude. Um, I know you have no recollection of this because it didn't matter to you, but just know, dude, that we were in the fucking labyrinth with David Bowie after you left us. I don't know where the fuck you went, dude, but we we drank two Did bottles of red wine get the and smoked weed? a fuck- Dude, I think you went to get the weed, yeah. And then and then I, I I don't know what happened, dude, but but we almost died that night, dude. Yeah. No, we didn't almost fucking die. Henry Hold, almost did because he threw up on my fucking carpet. Holding on to the grass to stay on the earth, my man. Yeah, dude, like that level of fucking like oh, faded, bro. Dude. Make me puke and give me some water. Oh my god, dude. Dude, so fucking funny. I think I think the greatest part, and then and then we can we can stop trading war stories. Oh, yo, hey, Chandel's got another one. It's not really a war story. I just want to. We will not stop trading back. war stories. This is not an NA meeting. No, I got I got war stories for days, but <laughs> this how long me and Cameron have known each other. My first memory of meeting Cameron was I'm a terrible speller, okay, and it was like a I don't know what grade I was in, probably like second or third grade, maybe first, who knows. But I had written coyote in marker on my arm. Yeah, and and uh, all the kids were making fun of me. On when we were, I got away with it on the test. I fucking spelled it coyote, got it right. But on recess, all the kids were like, "Look, he's stupid. He wrote coyote on his arm." Like, and I was like so upset. And Cameron came over. He's like, "Bro, I suck at spelling too." Oh, <laughs> like just instant best friends. Oh. <laughs> 
we found out that we fucking lived like two houses, three houses yeah. down from each other, dude. Kim was um, like, "What's up, Coyote boy?" He's like, "Hey, uh, hey man, you want to play uh, wall dude, ball?" I have, <laughs> dude, I I have Roadrunner written on my arm, so fuck all these guys. Dude, I oh, want to know so badly how you spelled Coyote. Dude, it was right. It was right. I. No, because in my mind, it's like K-I-A-T-A-Y or some shit. Coyote. Coyote is hard to spell. I mean, a second grader would not know how to spell that. It's a weird spelling. Coyote's pretty easy. C-O-Y-O-T-E. Does that, if you're phonetically sounding that out, does that fucking say coyote? No. No. Coyote? Yeah, dude, now that you mention it, dude, I would think like K-A-I-O-T-E or something like that. You know what I mean? Like coyote, like like Cobra Kai or something. Yeah, yeah, dude, I don't know. But dude. So, so what, I, was, what was this about ahead, the helicopters that you alluded to earlier? Oh, dude, dude, this might get us arrested. But, but uh, no. <laughs> allegedly. No, allegedly. 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 Dude, dude, this is a wild fucking story, dude. So like like I said, we... we yeah, dude, that was fucking crazy. So, so it's Fourth of July, right? Okay. Or the day before, close to, close to it, right? And we lived uh, uh right in Fair Oaks, right? Um, right by the Fair Oaks Cemetery. Gang, um, gang. And we're um we're fucking skateboarding around, and yeah, so 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 yeah, so some yeah some some fucking people left a fucking car down at the cemetery and it'd been there for weeks bro it, it had been there it had been there for weeks bro and i mean weeks. it's basically like, ours like, i mean yeah 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 dude 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 so we got we got we got firecrackers and and and, and you know we're, we're rocks and, and and shit so so dude at some point after we're done longboarding the hills because all we did was shred dude um Obvs. oh dude all we did was shred the gnar dude we were on dead man's hill fucking doing it all but we got an idea to fuck this car up, dude. So we're we are on the hood with our skateboards, blasting the fucking windows, fucking out. We're we're fucking throwing fucking fireworks in the fucking car. It's got smoke coming out of every fucking crevice. We're fucking stabbing the wheels, or I mean, I mean, dude, dude, we're doing it all, dude. We're fucking this car up, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then some fucking lady, dude, comes pulling up in her, in her old Subaru, dude, like the the night the version of like the early two thousands fucking Karen, dude. And goes, I'm calling the cops. And we're like, we're like, we're like, yeah, yeah, dude, dude, some wild shit. So what we do is we end up running over to David Brown's house, right? Because his yeah, because David Brown didn't know anything, right? And and we're like, fuck, we got to get out of here. The cops are coming. And so we fucking get up to David Brown's house, and I, dude, I, all Dave, of a sudden I was Dave, like, I'm not, it's the fucking cops. I'm not, I'm not, I, dude, I'm not going to fucking jail for this, dude. So I literally called my mom. I was like, I got a stomachache. Can you come fucking pick me up? Because I didn't want to walk home. Dude, this is, is like a fucking classic Kim. <laughs> I can't think of anything more authentic to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, so so long story short, my mom's like, dude, if you're at David Brown's, and and just for a reference, dude, this is literally like, like 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 a fucking like a a two minute skateboard ride, if that, from David like, Brown's. Cameron, I'm not house. coming to fucking pick my, you up. You're right down the goddamn street. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what she said. What's bothered you? I was like, I'm I'm having anxiety or something. Come get me. I forget what I told her. Anyway, she comes pick me up, dude. Right, and uh, 
Brian, literally, as I pull into the driveway, dude, over... Yeah, you're leaving? Yeah. Dude, dude. As I pull into my parents' driveway, dude, coming over the horizon like a fucking 1970s five fucking Huey in Vietnam, dude. The fucking ghetto bird, bro. <laughs> the fucking ghetto bird. And, and, for, and for fucking people, dude, dude, it was like I knew this was coming, right? Dude, fucking all of a sudden, dude... It starts circling the fucking cemetery, dude. And I'm literally looking Shut and I'm like, up. I get in the fucking house like as fast as I could. And 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 I'll tell you what I saw and then I'll hand it to Shandle. I hear it start saying, get on the fucking ground or get on the ground. It's on the speaker. And and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I dude, I run in the house and my mom's like, What's wrong, Cameron? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, nothing, dude. Nothing's wrong, man. I, I gotta take a shit. And I go and hide in the bathroom and like start crying or something, dude. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna come get me, and I'm going to fucking jail. Brian's gonna tell on me, dude. Dude, I mean, dude, just crazy shit. So, Brian, you tell, you finish the rest of this fucking story. Yeah. So, for you know, we're like at David Brown's. Cameron's getting picked up. I'm like, whatever. Let's go home. Like, you know, no big deal. I didn't think too much of that chick. I was like yelling at her. I was like, it's an abandoned car, lady. Like, what you? It's on blocks. Like, it looks like someone already burned it to death. Like, this thing is dead. Like, what do you care? You know? So, yeah, I'm, Cameron's got picked up. I'm like, well, I'm going back home, too. My One of my best friends, Tommy Bolton, was in town from SoCal. So, like, he, you know, he just randomly happened to randomly be with us. But So we were walking back to my house, and, like, there's this helicopter above us. And, like, <laughs> he's like, like, dude, that helicopter is really close to us. Like, And then, like, just get on the loudspeaker. You, too! We're like, what? Get on the ground and lay down. Put your hands behind your head. God like, bro, damn. He's talking, he's talking to us. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, bro, I still got all the illegal fireworks in my pocket. <laughs> oh, shit. So the, so the helicopter had to go. Or we were like under a tree, and it was circling. So I waited until it went above the tree, and I jumped up, and I pulled out all the fireworks, and I threw them over the fence into someone's yard. And it's like... Or into like some bushes or something. I can't remember, but like just got them out of my pocket. And next thing you know, the cop comes like driving down the street, and I'm laying there on the ground with my hands on my head. And he's like, he's like, oh, you can get up, you can get up. He's like, we got a call that you guys were like destroying some really nice car or something. And I pointed. I, I was like so scared I could barely talk. And I just pointed like. <laughs> And he's like, they called us over that? And he looks at this, like, you know, broken down car on blocks with, no, like, nothing. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, we got a call that you guys were destroying, like, some neighbor's car and, like, setting it on fire and, like, doing all this crazy stuff. And it's like, no, sir. <laughs> he didn't even search me or anything. Like, how, like, Cameron, just, like, how Cameron framed Tommy Bolton. <laughs> dude, 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 if anything, everybody should be everybody should be watching how I fucking how I fucking weaseled my way out of that situation. You see, I, I you, the cops can't ever get me, dude. You're never gonna find me. You're see? never gonna find yeah. me, copper. <laughs> You'll never get me alive. Dude. I've got to get I, away for the gipper. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm 12 steps ahead of those motherfuckers. I knew they were coming. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Not just That's around. not even my real ID on my that, my real address <laughs> on my ID, copper. <laughs> Yeah, I never put this together, but like, cause 
I don't know why, but like me and Tommy just completely stopped talking. Like we weren't even friends anymore. Like could barely get a hold of him. It was like really? maybe he was traumatized from this. Dude, he's like, dude, this fool almost got me locked up for life. Fuck that dude. <laughs> dude, dude, literally, the fucking helicopter had me lay in the middle of the street, dude. Like southeast fucking LA, dude. <laughs> Dude, this story has nothing to do with you, Shandal, but I, I have to tell it right now because it's Cameron and you will totally understand it. But one time Cameron was chilling with the homie Mike Johnson and cutting class and uh, the cops rolled up on him and <laughs> the cops go, what's your name? And Cameron goes, Mike. <laughs> and Mike looks at him all crazy like, what the fuck? And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Cameron. <laughs> so they, they fucking give the cops each other's fucking names, dude. Dude, dude there's so much more to that, bro. Where fucking literally, dude, and, and, and that ended up fucking like coming Was back. Was that after you jumped the off ass. the roof, climbed out a window yeah. and jumped off the roof? I yeah, dude, like we jumped out of fucking Gilbert Ambrose's fucking mom's house, dude. We were ditching, and oh and we're God. literally smoking blunts, right? And we're waiting for Gilbert. This makes no sense. So if you guys are listening to this, thank you, thank you for sticking around. But dude, dude, we're smoking blunts in his room, dude. I got Mike downstairs microwaving pizzas, right? We're waiting for Gilbert to come back from school. We ditched before him in his, and his house. Fucking mom. In his house, and his mom pulls up, bro. And and dude, dude, I'm smoking Newports in Gilbert's fucking room, and 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 and, and we're fucking, dude, we're making pizzas and shit, dude. And all of a sudden, dude, she Mike comes, comes in the fucking microwaves running and yeah, shit. Nobody yeah, dude, 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 and you got this rogue black man, Mike Johnson, fucking running out. The- <laughs> Dude, 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 it gets worse. So we fucking literally, all of a sudden, Mike comes running up the fucking stairs. Dude, he's like, he's like, his fucking mom's home. We left our backpacks in his fucking room, bro. So we jumped. No, Gilbert wasn't there. So, so we jumped off the fucking roof, dude. And we're running around, dude. We're running down the fucking street. Gilbert's mom comes running down. This is it. We didn't tell the cops. We told Gilbert's mom. Dude, she goes, what's your name? I was like, we're waiting for Gilbert. We're waiting from Gilbert. And I, was, I was like, I was like, my name's Mike. <laughs> she's like, and then Mike looks at me and he goes, he goes my name's Cameron. And, and then, dude, she's actually like, I'm calling the cops. And I was like, don't do that. And we just both ran separate ways, dude. And, and somehow, some way, dude, me and Mike meet back up at some random fucking person's house, smoking blunts, and this guy's playing fucking electric keyboard. I don't even know who this fucking guy was. And then, and then, dude, the next day, I'm called into Kleiss's office because they found my fucking backpack, and we told him that my name was Mike and fucking Cameron, dude. I got suspended and shit. <laughs> Oh my god. All the shit I did in high school, the only thing I ever got suspended for was throwing that water bottle across the gym at that basketball playoff game. (laughs) When we were getting into it with like the other dudes from the other schools, and I threw like a a crystal geyser bottle that was like half full, I chucked it across the whole whole stadium. And this one girl that wasn't paying attention, like it seemed like the whole crowd was watching this water ball fly across the gym, <laughs> except for this one chick that was looking the other direction, which is, of course, who it hits directly in the face. <laughs> oh and then the coach God. of the basketball team comes over. He's like, who did that? What are you doing? And Andy Goble stands up because he thought he was given like a, re- a rally speech. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and they f- threw him out of the game. <laughs> 
But the girl I was sitting next to told on me. Oh, fuck, dude. Oh dude, God. dude, we gotta. Oh, dude, there's so many That's of these. Yeah, dude, I remember Kleist pulled me in, and, and he had my mom come in, and, and I had all these fucking drawings of mushrooms and cron plants on my binder and shit, and he's like, he's like, he's like, ma'am, your son is on drugs, I, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're on fucking Chicken McNuggets, dude, you're like 600 fucking pounds, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, what are you doing telling my fucking mom I'm on drugs, dude? Of course I'm on fucking drugs, dude, I just jumped out of fucking somebody's house that wasn't even there. Like, what are you talking about? God damn, that's crazy, dude. Oh, oh man, we could shit. we could sit here and fucking run these stories forever. I got there's war stories for days, dude. Is it weird Those that I got ones. like almost goosebumps and euphoric like recall when you guys were telling your story about fucking up the car that I had no part in? I just had this memory, like this general memory of like doing stupid ass shit as a kid, like fucking oh, stuff fuck up dude. and being an asshole and how fun that was, dude. <laughs> A huge tree in the front of my house, and we would just climb up that tree with water balloons and all sorts of shit, and just wait until like a car drove by and just dropped it right out of the tree. They never had a clue. We were sitting right above them, just trying not to laugh so hard that they hear us. Dude, we had we had an apple orchard, and we would sit in the orchard by the road and fucking chuck apples at cars. Dude, 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 same shit. Shandle. Shandle's house had a fucking screen door that had like a little tear around there, dude. Like like right around where the handle was. And we'd literally just fucking stick our fucking paintball gun fucking barrels out, wait for a car, blast them and shut the fucking door, dude. You'd watch these cars just fucking drive by go, Aah! they'd stop, they'd get out, they'd look. There's nowhere, dude. Oh my God, dude. I'm talking like crazy shit, dude. Crazy shit. God. Oh, dude, our kids are going to all do that, dude. I'm fucking terrified. Um, dude, that is, those are some funny times. What a time to be alive. And, and I'm glad I don't regret any of that shit, dude. It made me who I am today. Those, those are great times. Those good times. Oh, fuck. All right, man. Well, well hey, Brian, go ahead, Hen. Give us a little, uh, give us a little more on, on like, we'll, we'll, we'll bring this back around full circle on like the solution and, and what, what you found that helped you the most and some of the like best principles or, 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 you know, whatever kind of stuff in the program and whatever you did or learned that helped you the most and got you where you are today. Oh, wow. That's a big one. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that when people are really ready to, you know, change their lives around, you, you just have to start where everyone else starts. You know, there's rehabs, programs, NAAA, <coughs> doing the step work, going through. I mean, you just the way that you have to chronically go through, you know, everything you can think of that you know anyone's ever done to you or you've ever done to anybody like that is a big book when you really put the work in and you're ready to change you know it's like it just happens you know people try to overcomplicate it so much it's like it's really just the simple things you have to you have to go and clear out all your closets you got to get your skeletons on the table and go over every little bone <laughs> you know what i mean and get all your emotions out until you're just you know, self-aware and ready for change. Cause I mean, I was never comfortable being a drug addict. I was trying to quit. 
the entire fucking time. Like it did yeah. take me like five or six years before I actually admitted to myself what I was, you know, like, holy fuck, I am a heroin addict, but because the oxys just took a, my, a lot of our generation just butt fucked yeah. us too, to be honest. That pharmaceutical is the devil. <laughs> the devil. Yeah. 100. Dude, I was watching that <clears throat> documentary on uh, Netflix. Or not documentary, the like series where that was scripted. And it was fucking making my blood boil, dude. It makes me so angry because they knew. They fucking knew it was oh, addictive. God. They just knew they were going to make dude. shit piles of money. Dude, they made it so you could dilute or you could melt it in water. They made it so you could smoke it on foil. They made it so the time release, you can peel right off of that right little off. motherfucker yep. in one piece. You know, like bullshit. All the homies with the green all inside their shirt because they'd suck on it and wipe it off under their shirt. Oh, God. Fine. That, yeah. I remember that. You only make that mistake a couple times. <laughs> well, I do love what you said. Like, it, it might seem, um, it might seem like simplified to people oversimplified to people who don't understand but i think what you said is so fucking important because it's it it's what do they say it's not easy but it's simple and and exactly what you said dude shut the fuck up and listen to somebody who knows and who's done it stop acting like you know everything if you want to change and you want to do better and get better shut the fuck up and listen and follow in somebody else's footsteps we 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 stand on the shoulders of giants we don't do this shit ourselves we don't figure it out ourselves we don't know everything so all you have to do is follow the path that others have have blazed for you so like i think there's a lot of beauty and in the simplicity of what you said because that's really it yeah yeah dude i i agree with everything that you just said and i agree everything with everything brian just said dude it's and i and i just had a a really cool kind of thought like for people who maybe are are struggling to get sober or, or or are afraid of it right like like everybody had to learn how to drink alcohol right like you had somebody show you how to do that right for the most part Everybody had to teach you how to smoke weed. I remember me and Kyle Jurekino, I tried to roll my first joint with a post-it note. Let me know, let me know how that went. Right? Okay? Okay, that didn't work out very well. Um, somebody had to show you how to do that, right? Um, and, and the same thing applies for sobriety, right? Yeah. Somebody who's trudged the path has to show you, and it comes with what you said, Henry, like setting that ego aside, putting in the work, dealing with the uncomfortable emotions that you're running away from, and, and, and just being teachable. Because it's that fucking ego, and it's that it's that fucking like, hey, I, I I can still do it. And once you can set that to the side, that's where the real growth and the real change comes, in my opinion. One more thing from you, Brian. Here he is. I was gonna say the higher power too. It's that like is. you ca- yeah. you gotta lean on something bigger than yourself. You don't yeah. have to. It doesn't have to be Jesus or Muhammad or Buddha, any of that. It has to be a something that's going on that is bigger than you. That that you know what I mean. That you can lean on for. For morality, for, you know what I mean? Just for self-awareness, for just to tell you what's right and wrong. Like, we all have those feelings inside. We know what's right. We know what's wrong, you know? Yeah. Go go outside and try to make the sun go down. If you can't, it's a power greater than you. That's it, dude. That's dude, it. This dude, this, this dude said that at a convention one time, and I was like, God damn, that's fire. He ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And, and and unfortunately, dude, like that 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 whole piece of like the God piece scares people away from getting sober. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. It can be anything. Yeah. It can be anything. 
Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's all it's all in and, and I think that's a misconception when you people talk about the rooms, right? Um, and it's a tragedy that they some people miss out because they think like, oh shit, this is just another fucking religious cult. That's not the case. Um Yeah, and I'm right, glad man. I'm glad you're saying that too, uh, Brian, because you did mention Jesus and obviously like sounds like your higher power is God and uh which is cool and but you're not telling anybody else that that has to be theirs, right? got to answer to somebody <laughs> you know what i mean somebody of a higher power knows what's going on and that's the person that you can't hide shit from you know today my higher power had red and blue lights <laughs> wasn't nothing i could do about it i had to pull the fuck over and say sorry for being an asshole you know what's crazy about my life today is the only person i'm ever worried about letting down is myself Ooh. You know what I mean? That's the only, the only. You're not gonna just just drop some fucking heat on us like that, boy. It has to be that way, man. You have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You have to put, you know, you have to. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But we talked. We had a whole episode on accountability, man. So I'm I'm fucking with you. And one of the things I said was. I don't fuck with people who don't hold themselves accountable and try to tell me what to do. Because if you can't even tell yourself what to do, bro, what the fuck are you going to tell me? For real. That's it, dude. That's it, man. That was a, that was a good one, though. That, that, was, that was the mic drop. Yeah. That was the mic drop. Well, dude, um, I just want to thank you for coming on here, bro. Um, it's hot as hell in this hobbit shed. We're sweating in here. I got the... <laughs> I, I, I got the fucking I got the windows open and shit um, just for a little visual for everybody. We're in the Hobbit shed. I I recleaned it out. I'm really getting it set up for video, and it's gonna be sexy, dude. I'm gonna have a picture of you and the hammer in the background for everybody to see. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude. We'd love to have you back. It, it'll be on. Yeah, video, I think though, so. I think we got more to unpack, but yeah, man. I want to thank you too. I really, um, it's incredible to me, and I'm sure it's incredible to especially people not in the program. The openness and honesty that people like us have, and uh, for you to come on here and talk about everything that you talked about and be vulnerable and open and honest, is, I think it's fucking beautiful, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you too, Henry. I love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Yeah, dude. Super cool. Super cool. And this is a this is just another part of 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 what we try to do here, right? Try to take the mask off, right? Like, hey, here here's a guy who's OD'd ten times and uh, and and is lucky to be alive and and lives a whole different life. So and is out there being a good dad. Being a contributing <laughs> member of society, being a good husband, spreading fucking love and awareness, and that's why the fuck we have Narcan, all right? Motherfuckers, if you're against it, go fuck yourself. Dude, the silver lining of being a drug addict is after you get through the bullshit, you end up being one of these people that is not judgmental. Like, you don't judge other Ayo. people for their bullshit because you've been through so much shit. And people that haven't gone through this shit they're still up there, dude. Their ego is still sky high. They judge everybody. Mm. They think they're better mm. than everybody. Like, mm. you can't convince me that we don't have happier lives than these fucking miserable assholes. Mm. Preach to that, dude. I said that in the Kristen episode, dude. Dude, and yeah, dude, dude. We talked about being clean as a superpower, like working a program. We're fucking better human beings because we look at ourselves and take fucking responsibility for our shit and yep. try to get better. Like, yep. <laughs> straight up. Yep. 
and and the average day to day human who hasn't that isn't doing that, I can promise you they're not. You know what I mean? Like they're still going on with their their egotistical ways and pointing the finger and playing the fucking victim and all that type of shit. So it's actually a blessing that we went th- that we went through everything that we went through, dude. Because, dude, my life's beautiful today. Shandle's life is beautiful today. Henry, your life is beautiful today. Even when you're fucking getting pulled over for doing fucking stupid, stupid Willy Wonka shit, dude. I'm never gonna let that down, dude. Didn't even look in the rearview mirror. Come on, buddy. What are we doing? Oh, anyways, Hen, you there? Yeah, and guess what, dude? I have news. What? No one has broken into the bank of gold. <laughs> no one broke into the bank of gold? It is all fully intact. Dude. No one has hacked my mortgage company and taken the gold. Oh, dude, dude, the bank of gold, dude. I was, I when I first listened to that fucking episode back, the fun lunch, dude, I was sitting there laughing my ass off at that part, dude. Oh, the bank of gold. God. Fort dude. Knox is what I meant to say. Fort Knox. Man, that was That's hilarious. That's good, dude. Well, right. I think, dude, I think we can fucking put a bow on it, man. That was awesome. Um, we had some 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 fucking zingers, some some fun stories, some some tears almost, and that was good shit, man. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. That it was that was a great episode, and I really do appreciate you coming out here, Brian. You drove all the way out here. Um, it's really been cool. Um, any shout outs this week before we give them the spiel, hen? Man, button that thing up, dude. All right. Well, I do want to shout out Casey O'Keefe because he gave some nice positive feedback. He says he likes, he wants longer episodes, but do you want longer episodes? Well, here, here's an hour and a half for you. So, um, he, he, he was requesting two hours. Um, so maybe we'll make a little question or a, or a poll on this episode. If you would like longer rude dude episodes, let us know. It's something we might consider. I don't um, think this is half uh, an hour and a half because the first 20 minutes was just me trying to figure out my fucking computer. That's actually true, dude. That's actually <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to go longer some other day. Um, Okay, I'll give us our spiel. Um, give us a follow on Spotify. Five stars would be awesome. A like and a share is probably the coolest thing you could do. Really, like a like and a share would be awesome. Smash that subscribe button, bro. Hit follow. Um, we are on Amazon Music, Samsung Music, and Apple Podcasts. The Apple Podcast is picking up. It seems like a lot of people really like to listen to their podcasts there. Um, if you haven't hit follow there or hit five stars there, it takes five seconds. Do it for us. It helps us get the podcast to more people. Um, give us a follow on Instagram at RudeDudePod, all one word, all lowercase. Um, we do have merch. That is in the show notes. Um, there's still some cool shit there. The fuck heroin tea is fantastic. Um, I use the no ouchie boy um, almost Hey-o. daily, and it, it has yet to let me down. Um, with that being said, um, I love you, Brian, and I love you, Hen. Um, can you tell me that I was the goodest boy for not interrupting your spiel? Dude, you did fantastic. I know you were chomping at the bit, dude. That I was the hardest were. thing I've ever done in my life. Well, dude, you know, go drink another V8. Way harder than quitting job. drugs and alcohol, bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I gotta, I do got to share job. before we get out of here some true addict shit. I did run upstairs and grab another V8 energy drink while you guys were dude, talking. You, you really... <laughs> Dude, you really did, didn't you? I did, dude. Hell yeah, I did. You probably the the when I come back, you probably hear. (sighs) (sighs) I know you're fucking wheezing, fucking fat ass, fucking puffing and puffing. Addict behavior, dude. I love you too, Cam. 
What? I'm getting a little zooted now, bro. I'm kind of feeling it now, dude. I'm telling you, it's clean, dude. It's clean. You're going to be fucking... You, dude, your skin's going to turn a radiant color of gold, dude. This is the <laughs> Lord's water. Just like the, the color of my bank. Of exactly, gold. Dude, which I'm coming for. I already, I already got the email, dude. I just got to Ocean Eleven the password, and I'm in. <laughs> it's Rosie uh, Raw. It's Rosie Ridge, dude. Good, dude. Good, dude. Good. Well, all right, man. I love you too, Cam, and I love you, Brian. And remember, be yourself and fuck what they think. Ha <laughs> Later, dude. Later. One of them see you with the music and me, Regal. I'm gonna pop it then, boy.